G'day, John Vertigan here, and I was a teenage prize pig. Jonathan Vertigan from Glen Waverley is on the line. Jonathan Vertigan from Glen Waverley. Jonathan Vertigan of Glen Waverley. You got 50 bucks, John. Jonathan Vertigan, Jonathan Vertigan. Jonathan Vertigan. G'day, John. Here I was a teenage prize pig, baby. Here I was a teenage prize pig, baby. Welcome to episode four. Thank you, everybody, for your feedback so far. Lots of supportive comments from inside and outside of the radio industry. Shout out to Liam Renton from Brizzy's 97.3. He's a big fan of the podcast. Thank you for your support, mate. And from outside of the industry, Ali Bavage, old schoolmate of mine who lived through this period of my life with me, and he's on the podcast each week and enjoying it. So thank you, guys. Look, if you do want to reach out, DM me at Instagram, at John Vertigan. Uh, John doesn't have an H, so at J-O-N-V-E-R-T-I-G-A-N. Okay, so quick explanation of what goes on on this podcast. As a teenager, I had a fascination with radio. My dad, John Vertigan Sr., spent 53 years in radio, so I grew up with it in the house. I knew it's what I wanted to do from a young age. I dial surfed and enjoyed listening to radio stations of all different kinds of formats. I also phoned in and regularly won prizes. And being a sad little man with not much of a social life, I also recorded these winnings as they went to air. I recently found the tapes, I've digitised them, and each week I play one on the podcast and then track down the announcer who gave me the prize. This week, the spotlight is on 3TT. In 1988, 3DB turned into 3TT. It was on 10.26am and the format was classic hits. Nigel Ross was on Drive and here's one of my many on-air interactions I had with Nigel. Classic hit 3TT and I've got Jonathan Vertigan on the line at Glen Waverley. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine, thanks, Nigel. Are you a fairly quick person at identifying tracks? Oh, uh, I hope so. Okay, well, we've got something for the, from the 80s for you now. Great. What I want you to do is, as soon as you know the name of the song, not the artist or band, yell it out. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yep. Listen, listen closely. 3TT $100 classic track. $100. I've had enough of if you leave me, can I come too? Oh, very good. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, you got it on the $50 mark. Great. So we'll give you $50 for being, uh, I think, pretty quick. That's great. Thanks a lot, Nigel. More coming up in the next hour on Classic Hits 3 Double T. 33 years down the track, Nigel Ross, I am sorry for being a teenage prize pig. <laughs> I think, listening closely to that, I reckon I ripped you off. I reckon you, you started naming the song just before the 50 came up. I should have... I owe you 50 bucks, John. I'll, 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 take, I'll take you up on that, mate, because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was going to bring that up. I thought I was very close to the mark there, very, I very reckon. Close. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and have another listen, which I will <laughs> when you put this on air on, on the, as a podcast. But, yep, no, I am absolutely... I'm feeling pretty bad about that. I mean, a whole fifty dollars. Can you believe that it was a hundred dollars today? What would it be? Oh, ten grand. And I was so, I was so excited to win fifty dollars. Oh, thanks a lot, Nigel. Thanks a lot, Nigel. <laughs> how exciting! Uh, you, so you, can I ask how old were you then? I was f- 
it was 1988, so I was 14 years old. I think my voice oh, wow. is on on the brink of uh, of well, they're on the brink of dropping. So it, yes. it was around about that time. <laughs> you still sound the same. You you were smooth. You were a, a great jock, and we'll, we'll talk oh about God. we'll talk about your career throughout this podcast. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but okay. you st- you still sound the same. Got a great voice. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'm still doing a lot of voiceovers. So. I hear you. I, I, yeah. I hear you on a lot of voiceovers. And Major we'll, part of what I do. Absolutely it is. So let's go back, first of all, to 1988. 3DB uh, was where my dad worked and the racing was moving over to 3UZ. So yep. he, he knew that this 3TT was coming up and, and he, organized, he, he knew that I was wanting to follow in his footsteps. So he organised some work experience for me in the early days of 3TT. And uh, I vividly remember sitting opposite you in a studio watching you in awe of what you were doing. You were playing tunes. You were talking to girls on the phone. You oh, were, let's not go there. You were, <laughs> you, you were having a great time and you were getting paid for it. And it just confirmed for me, this is what I want to do. It was, it was a good little station. You were on Drive. Gavin Wood and Jeff Cox were on Breakfast. Carl Magrin was on during the day. And Great guy, the, the late Carl Magrin. What a yeah. legend, yes. Actually, speaking of Carl, uh, I've got some audio of uh, me ringing Carl. Classic hits, three double T. Jonathan Vertigan from Glen Waverley is on the line. And, John, can you tell me the first song that I played this hour? Yes, Carl, it was Stuck in the Middle with You by Steelers Wheel. That's the way. Okay, now, I hope you're ready to identify the three double T $100 classic cut. Remember, Jonathan, I want the name of the song. And the quicker you are, the more you will win, okay? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Let's give it a go. Three double T, $100 classic cut. Jonathan, I didn't hear a voice there. No, I couldn't get it. Couldn't get the song? No. Well, not to worry, Jonathan. We're going to uh, send you out an instant lottery ticket in the mail, okay? Okay. Better luck next time. Keep trying, okay? Okay. Let's roll into our $100 classic cut right now and another chance to win the cash next hour on Classic Hits 3 Double T. Yeah, so I was I was obviously onto the mentals, if you leave me, could I come too? But 60s was just a little uh, beyond me as a 14-year-old boy. And, uh, Absolutely. Couldn't quite get what? the monkeys. And there. Carl never named the song. So there must have been so <laughs> many people sitting out there going, well, hang on, I didn't know it either. Uh, although I, I think a lot of people of, say, my vintage would have known it. So oh, ab- absolutely. I, I think I only discovered the 60s music after I got into radio and was, was playing them on the air myself. But Carl Magrin, he he was great. And I remember when I got my first job in radio at 3SH Swan Hill, he sent a fax to say congratulations. And that, uh, that meant oh, wow. the absolute world to me. Yeah, he was a, a terrific guy. Uh, we were chatting yesterday about uh, a very funny story. Well, I, I think it was funny. I don't think he found it particularly amusing at the time. Uh, the Abel Tasman that, that takes you from uh, from Melbourne across to Tassie uh, was run and owned by a company called TT Liners. So some very bright salesperson thought, well, there needs to be a joint promotion here between Three Double C and TT, TT Liners. Liners yeah. uh, and Carl and I put our hands up for a, a voyage across to Tassie and then back on the Seacat, and we'll talk about that part of the uh, the trip in just a sec. Anyway, Carl wasn't as big a fan of um, perhaps the ocean as I was. I'd never been sick in my life. And and heading across, it seemed extraordinarily rough 
to me, but it wasn't worrying me too much. And we were given the opportunity of being with the captain right up there at the helm. And I saw this enormous wave come over the bow and I, I turned to the captain and I said, so this is, uh, this is normal. I know our bass rate's quite rough. And he looked at me and said, God, no, this is about the roughest journey I've ever been on. <laughs> I said, at, at any point, do you consider turning back? And he said, have you ever seen the Poseidon Adventure? <laughs> he said, we turn around and I'm side onto those waves. That's, that's the result. Uh, and I, the look on Carl's face at the time, it was just a look of sheer terror. And then we came back on the sea cat, and for those who uh, don't recall it, it very quickly became known as the spew cat because uh, catamarans <laughs> don't like very rough water. And for the first and only time in my life, I got so sick, I spent two out of the four-hour journey on my knees in the toilet. So, <laughs> were you, were, again. So were, were you and Carl broadcasting from the boat or...? Just... That, that's a very good question. Now you're really testing my memory. No, I think we certainly, when we when we got to shore, we did phone-ins on there, but I'm yeah. not sure that we did anything from the boat. Maybe you were you were wow. experiencing the the trip and then doing live reads for TT lines well, uh, when you I got was, back. Uh, and I, yeah, I can imagine probably, that you know they would have been does. really authentic live reads. We had the best time on the boat. It was just thoroughly enjoyable. You would have been lying <laughs> through your teeth, Nigel Russ. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, yeah, something you, you're probably not aware of, uh, but we were offered by the sales team uh, a number of opportunities to, do li- to follow with live reads, and one of them was jumping out of a plane. I remember Brian Naylor uh, did a segment on my, on my show, so I got to know Brian Naylor very well, and, you know, rest his soul, what a wonderful man. And... Uh, and Nails flew planes. That was one of his things. And uh, I remember telling him, oh, I've got this opportunity. And he said, why the hell would you jump out of a perfectly good plane, Nigel? <laughs> I mean, there's no logic in that. But I did it. It was a tandem jump. I was attached to a, to a, a young man and uh, the scariest bloody thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, having said that, I'm glad I did it. And, and the other one was I learnt to scuba dive. Again, thanks to Double TFM so that I could do the live reads. Isn't it amazing that our our radio lives uh, lead us to such thrill-seeking activities? I too have uh, jumped jumped from a plane through a a, a radio star. I haven't scuba dived, but we do all of these things that we probably wouldn't have done in our if, if we weren't in the position that we were in. How did you cope with the with this the skydiving? Were you terrified looking out, thinking I'm about to jump into nowhere? Oh, absolutely. As I was absolutely, yeah. but a, a real buzz. Uh, once yeah. it, once it was yeah, happening, once and once you once you've landed, it was um, it was incredible. But when the shoot when the shoot opened, I thought, oh, this is this is incredible. I mean, it it hurt in the uh, the groinal area somewhat because <laughs> you, you pulled up very quickly, uh, but it was yeah, it was was an amazing experience. So three double T was broadcasting from Flinders Lane in the it Herald was. and Weekly Times building, wasn't it? It was a real rabbit warren from memory. Well, they called it the dungeon because we were. We must have been underground. There's certainly no windows to mm. the uh, to outside, and as uh, you would recall, yellow. Somebody decided they'd get in there because it was so dull a room. We'd paint it this bright yellow, which was just bizarre. I th- I think if you uh, if you, you spoke to a psychologist that specialised in colours, they probably wouldn't re- recommend <laughs> yellow. yellow. <laughs> we worked there for very long, and and then we uh, we moved to Queensbridge Street, uh, opposite uh, the, what is now the casino, uh, and that that was extraordinary. I mean, really, from the dungeon to one of the, if not, I think the most high tech studios in Australia, 
using touch screens. You had no panels. It was all touch screens. That's uh, right. That it, was the, it, uh, the Ouija system. Yeah. And it had a big cart wall uh, and uh, CD... Uh, so you were playing CDs. They didn't have the sort of storage on... Uh, sorry, it wasn't a cut wall, but certainly the CD... All the music was played from CDs on uh, on racks uh, and you just didn't have the uh, the capacity to have everything stored on hard drive as you do today. Uh, and it failed a lot. <laughs> I mean, I remember Mike Hammond was doing the morning show for a while there and uh, and at one point he was just throwing CDs at the wall saying, this is insane. We need to go back to old school. It doesn't work. And uh, we were forever having uh, engineers, radio engineers from all over the world. I remember one engineer from a German station came over just to see how effective this technology was. So we were truly the guinea pig. Yeah, I remember working with Ouija when I was at, at Shepparton. Sun FM Shepparton were running it. And it was like a dozen microwave ovens out in the rack, all with CD carousels uh, yes. controlled by the log and uh, you would pick it in the in the studio it's like playing the pokies a touch as you say a touch screen it was a lot of Absolutely. fun when it worked when it worked yeah it was ahead of its time and i don't think the process of power was there at that stage but still it you know it was it was good fun i i, I love technology i still love technology i'm forever looking for new and exciting ways to to do what i do today with this podcast, obviously, playing embarrassing audio of, of, of me as a teenager, I'm finding it very cathartic to get it out in the open, Nigel. Uh, <laughs> while we're in this era on this radio station, uh, Brent James. Uh, yes. With, with me. Yeah, great guy. With me phoning in. Okay, cars and cash time. Jonathan Vertigan from Glen Waverley is on the line. G'day, John. Yes. How are you? I'm not bad, thanks, Brent. That's good, mate. Now, what was the name of that Chicago song, John? It was hard to say I'm sorry by Chicago. Okay. There's 24 people in the draw for 10 grand, John. Mm -hmm. There's 26 in the draw now for the Graham Werner Toyota Camry. Yeah. Or you can take 50 bucks and run away with it. What would you like, John? Oh, if I get the question right, I think I'll take the 50 bucks and run away with it. All right. Here's your question. Are you ready? Yes. You've got five seconds to answer it. Okay. Okay. Who had the 60s hits, Sheila, Dizzy and Sweet Pea? Who had the 60s hits, Dizzy, Sweet Pea and Sheila? Tommy Rowe. Uh, Tommy Rowe. That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> who, who helped you out there? Oh, my dad gave me a little bit of help. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go halves with him with the money? I might just do that. <laughs> Good on you. You got 50 bucks, John. Thank you very much, Brent. Our pleasure. See you later. Uh, see you later. OK, there we go. The cars and the cash. Over for another hour. And your chance comes up again. After 9 o'clock, here's a 60s double, and we'll kick it off with this one from the Hollies. Classic hits, three double T. Hey, Nige, you know how you owe me 50 bucks from that competition on the buzzer? Yeah. I've just realised I'm going to have to give it to my old man because I don't think I gave, I went halves with him with, with well, that. Well, that was 25, price. right? So you owe him 25. I'll sort that out. I'll sort that out. They were so easy. But you love giving away cash on three double T by the sounds. Well, no, I'm just starting to think. Did you have the hotline to the radio station? <laughs> How the heck did you keep getting through? I don't know. Or did we have no listeners? I mean, we did. We, no, we did very well. We did and, very well. And and got more with the the big conversion to That's FM right. in 1990. Three double T became 101.1 double T FM. <laughs>
So as a jock, Nigel Ross, you were playing those jingles, but you were a lot closer to those jingles than what uh, an average listener would uh, would understand. So would you would you like the story behind it? Because this was fascinating. I like all of us, like yourself, like anybody who is a music announcer. We love music a lot, and uh, clearly, and I've, I heard that we were going to make a jingle package of iDance singing Double TFM. My program director mentioned it, and, uh, and who, who said, was oh, he? Okay. Who was, who was he? Was that Mark Beaver? Yeah, Beaver was certainly a part of that package. So let's say it was Beaver at the time, because uh, we had a few over my uh, over the course of my my time there at Double T. Rick, Rick Morgan uh, would have been one. I reckon it was Rick. I'm pretty sure it was Rick that was going to commission the first jingle package. That one that you just played came a little bit later. Yep. Uh, and I said to Rick, can I can I sit in on the session? I'd love to experience the, the, the vocalists and, and so on. And he said, if you can afford a flight to Texas. <laughs> I said, uh-huh. And he said, yeah. He said, I've got the package here. Uh, it was from a company called uh, TM Century, which I'm sure many uh, in radio would remember. Yeah. And uh, and I did end up some years later. Actually, I joined forces with Team Century for a little while, so I experienced what I, I'd hoped to in the first place, which is to sit in and watch them create jingles. But he played the jingles to me, and I, you know, I said, "Rick, uh, wow, they sound like the Andrews Sisters." I mean, we're a, a hot AC radio station, and they're so daggy. Do you and American accents, and you have to pick a package from a radio station with a similar format in America and they simply remove the vocals and they get the singers. All at once, I might add, all the singers stand around a microphone, very old school, and they're handed your call sign and they just bash out 101.1 double TFM. Uh, and you can't pair at back the harmonies. You get what you get. Mm. And, and they sound nothing like the songs that we were playing on the radio station at the time. And, and I said, how about... I've got some great mates that are incredible musicians. Uh, one in particular who who started all this, the great and and very sadly uh, he died way too young. The late Steve Smith, uh, who worked on he was a musical arranger on Whispering Jack. He, he's an extraordinary was an extraordinary composer keyboard player, and he said, "Hey, I'm up for it." And I remember Rick said, "Well, I've got a, I've got a ridiculously low budget because they are cheap because of the way they make them in America. They they bash them out a whole package in about four hours, and he said, "This is all I can give you." From memory, it was about three hundred bucks per ident. Was crazy. I mean, you can't even pay a singer for that these days. Mm. Uh, and I said, "That's fine. I mean, I just want to do it for fun." So uh, off I went. I sat in a little studio that Steve had up at Callum. Uh, Calorama in, in the Dandenongs, a beautiful spot that overlooked the lake, and there he was on the keys, and away we went, and we uh, we put the first package together, and uh, what was then known as Jingle House yeah. was born, and over a period, and I, I said to Rick, look, if I, we're going to make this for so little money, we need to be able to present it to Cherie Romaro in Sydney, who oversaw Mix uh, in Sydney for us, and our other stations around Australia, and uh, as you would recall, we did them for, redid them for Ace Radio Victoria. Sure did. And, uh, and a, a number of networks. So the, uh, the jingle side of my life uh, was born and, uh, and is still as, uh, as big as ever. I mean, still doing iDance. It's funny, the, uh, the girl that does the screaming in the background, very Pink Floyd, uh, screaming on that track you just played, is the lead singer on a brand new uh, song for 3MP. And she still sounds as good as what, if not better. You've heard what it. What she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me summer. Give me summer. Give me summer.
I haven't heard that for 20 years, but uh, geez, it was catchy. Oh, it, it, catchy and boy, you can you can hear the influencing artists of the time, can't you? Particularly those big stabs that were so big with bands like Pseudo Echo um, and, dare I say, Geisha. Geisha's lead singer, uh, a fantastic vocalist, Chris Tahini, is the lead vocalist on that Gimme Summer track. And, and many people, if they don't remember Geisha, would remember, well, Victorians or... or Anybody that loves AFL would remember the footy show theme more than a game, and Chris Tahini was the lead oh, singer. Oh, that's on Chris. That. So, well, yeah. So, we worked with some incredible people. PJ Becker was the female on that one, and she's an amazing singer, too. We have some extraordinary talent in this country. So, you, uh, fr- from Double T FM, you left radio to focus on the jingles? Uh, jingles and uh, and voiceovers. So, uh, I have a, a company called Image Online that. Uh, biggest product and and we've been around for 32 years so i started it when i was at double t uh on hold messages and these days it's it's more what they call ivrs which is interactive voice response messaging and most people would hate those that's press one to be put through to accounts yeah. two and so on uh or the messages that you get when you're stuck on hold forever with optus and, and the like that's been a massive part of uh the reason i could leave uh, radio financially uh, so it's uh, that's uh, run out of uh, Abbotsford now, but was Fitzroy for many years, and uh, the jingles are out of the same studios in Abbotsford. I have a lot of fun, and it, it allow and technology allows us to be so much more efficient. Production values are better today uh, than they've ever been, and we still absolutely use real musos. If you need a guitar, you cannot pull that off a keyboard. Uh, you can get some pretty amazing drum samples, but bass. Bass guitar, real guitar, uh, horn sections, if not that there's much of a call for them these days. Uh, We absolutely use the best of the best. And it's amazing the calibre of people I'm still able to access. Uh, A girl who was on the grand final of The Voice last year, Stella Perry. Uh, If you've got a sec, look up Stella Perry, The Blinds. And her in- interpretation of a Lady Gaga song was just breathtaking. Oh, yes, I, re- I remember yeah. that. Yeah, she Amazing. was just good. Uh, and she wrote to me and said, hey, I'm in Geelong. Can I sing jingles for you? I've gone, you've got to be kidding. The Stella Perry? <laughs> so uh, she did a, uh, a Victoria-wide one for me for Barry Plant Real Estate and, uh, and has done a number uh, of them. So, and, and, of course, they don't have to be in our studios anymore. I, uh, I heard from a guy called Mo Brandis. What a cool name, M.O. Brandis. If you look up Mo Brandis on Instagram, he is extraordinary. Uh, he's a London, born in London, uh, one of the top session singers from London, moved to Ibiza, of all places, life's tough, uh, and <laughs> has a studio there. And uh, we set up a Zoom and, and he sings for me uh, over there and then uploads the vocals and I, I pull them down. So, uh, yeah, it's so much fun working with such extraordinary talent. Unreal. Nigel Ross, congratulations on a career that's uh, that's morphed from being uh, an announcer into what you are today. You've uh, done some incredible things over the years and uh, without realising it, people listening to this podcast but hear your voice every day on uh, on adverts and, and, spots. and hear yeah. your jingles and uh, well done to you thanks for being on I was a teenage prize pig our relationship goes back to 1988 and we continue to work with each other today in Absolutely. various ways I remember when Mark Taylor first said to me in 2000 we're going to get some jingles from Nigel Ross you heard of him I said uh, yeah 
Yeah, I, 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 Nigel and I go back a bit. Just just a couple of years. Just a yeah. couple of years. Good fun to well, chat, I've got to mate. say one, one thing. I mean, thank you so much for, for the opportunity. And, look, if I had any part in, in – I mean, clearly your dad had the biggest part in, in – in, in the fact that you wanted to, be, to get into radio. But uh, I've got to say, uh, and I'm sure you would know of him if you, you were probably too young to hear him at the time, but Rick Melbourne on, on DB, DB Music, would you believe, was the reason I chose to get into radio. I listened to him every morning. He did these crazy things called the wake-up calls where he'd scream wake-up down the phone to somebody who wasn't... Uh, you know, somebody would ring and say, oh, my, my, my husband or my, my friend can't get up each morning. So I found those incredibly amusing. Uh, and I still, I'm still in touch with Rick to this day. He's in southeast Queensland now. Uh, but, but it only takes one person, doesn't it? And you it hear them and, and yeah. then that shapes the rest of your life. Indeed it does. Nigel Ross, thank you, mate. My pleasure. Thank you. Next week on I Was a Teenage Prize Pig, my Rick Melbourne, a bloke I found while dial twiddling in 1990 who was at Geelong at the time, and it was radio like I'd never heard before. Rob Elliott introduced me to theatre of the mind style radio, characters, sound effects and political incorrectness. It couldn't go to air today. But we can reminisce on the podcast next week when Rob joins me as special guest. Thank you to Nigel Ross and thanks to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe and give it five stars and hit me up on Instagram, send me a message. Maybe you were a teenage prize pick too. Love to hear from you. At John Vertigan, at J-O-N-V-E-R-T-I-G-A-N. Talk next week. 